Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studio in Houston, Texas, it's time for Regions Business Radio Houston. Regions Business Radio Houston is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Regions Business Radio Houston, presented by Regions Bank, member of the FDIC. I'm your host, John Stacy, market executive and head of Regions' Houston Commercial Banking Team. I am really excited today. We're broadcasting live from Constellation Field, home of the Houston Astros AAA affiliate, the Space Cowboys. And we are in our second season of being the official banking partner and really excited. The partnership is just going so well, so really thrilled to be out here today recording this. I'm thrilled to have with us today two colleagues from Regions Bank here in Houston. One I've worked with for several years and so pleased that he's recently joined us here at Regions, and the other one I've gotten to know well over the past few months. So who are these mystery guests today? The first is Leorte Barros. He is with our International Subsidiary Banking Group, certainly a subject matter expert, and Leorte, look forward to the conversation we're going to have. And then the second is Jesse Riveron, also a subject matter expert on global trade finance. Jesse comes to us with 25 years in global trade finance and 11 months with Regions. So guys, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Leorte, I want to start with you. You've recently joined Regions Bank, really to start a, a new initiative, uh, specialty group, if you will, international subsidiary banking. And what exactly is international subsidiary banking? Hey, John. First of all, thanks so much to be here. Very exciting to be joining the team here in Houston and also be starting up this new project uh, with the bank. International subsidiaries banking, we're focusing on companies that are foreign owned they are operating in the US and their parent are, are headquarters uh, overseas we're developing this dedicated initiative with very few of our peer banks have it in place which is a competitive advantage for us and we think that this initiative will allow us to help our clients and also expand our business in regions footprint Learte, when you look at Houston, it's such an eclectic city with companies that are serving other businesses all around the world. And just from your research and what you've done as you have stood up this new specialty group, you know, just how many number of foreign subsidiary companies are there operating in the Houston area? Well, John, this is what is very exciting. According to the Great Houston Partnership, today more than seven, eight countries have consular representations in Houston, which ranks Houston uh, the third in the nation in the number of consular corps. Fifteen foreign governments maintain trade and commercial offices here, and the city has more than 35 active foreign chambers of commerce and trade associations. It's amazing the number of international business attracted to the city. We identified more than a thousand companies that report having a foreign ownership uh, that are operating here in, in Houston, in the greater Houston area alone. Well, that, that in itself, a thousand companies sure uh, seems like it might make some sense to do exactly what you're doing. Are there particular industries that make the most sense for you and your team to pursue? Yes, I mean, uh, it's not surprise to anybody that uh, the petrochemical industry is, uh, is a main industry that is attracting investments from all over the world. Other segments uh, include construction, engineering uh, business uh, as well, uh, wholesale trade. So those are the four uh, major industry industries that attracting foreign direct investments in the region. 
Sure. You know, Houston is such a energy capital of the country and many say the world. I would think there'd be a lot of opportunities in the energy space as well. Do you see that the same way? Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, although uh, we see a lot of a transition for uh, other industries to reduce the dependence, but still energy is uh, a major industry uh, that is investing, uh, companies are investing in the region. So that's, that's a lot of opportunities out there and certainly more than just one person can cover by themselves. How are you setting up the group to be able to cover the markets, not just Houston, but other markets that you are operating in as well? Are you going to hire a team of professionals and have in-market specialists? How are you going to set that up? Yeah, that's a good, very good question because uh, it's impossible for just a few bankers to cover not only Houston, but all the region's bank footprint. So our go-to-market strategy is, is really to leverage the local teams that we have in both commercial and corporate banks, and we're going to build a very strong partnership with them in which the local bankers would identify the opportunities and will bring us along to provide expertise to structure the transactions and vice versa. We'll be prospecting the, the clients in the market, we'll be participating in events involving trade organizations, international organizations, and bring the RMs along to develop the business. Yeah, you know, Regions is big on partnering and aligning with our local coverage team. And, and so I think that's spot on to continue that trend with this. When you're finally in front of a client or a prospect, you know, how does the conversation go to discover exactly what their needs may be? I mean, so many foreign subsidiaries that are operating here in the U.S. are often funded by the parent company, but some are not. And so what are the some discovery questions that you would typically ask? And then what types of products and services uh, do you envision offering? Hi, John. First of all, uh, I think that uh, the way that we add value, our bankers, they are not only bankers that speak the language, but they know the culture. It's very important to differentiate that because you need to understand the way that they do business in their home countries, they knew the, the way that they take decisions, so on and so forth. So this is the way, and also one very important aspect is by understanding the way that they do business, we need to teach them how to do business here in the U.S. and to be successful. So in this way, uh, we will understand not only the company that is operating here in the U.S., but the group as a whole. So we're going to try to capture the strengths of the group where they are based overseas and bring that strength towards the, uh, the structure of our facility down here. So, and then we're going to be understanding when the parent is financing them and what would be the alternatives for the banks in the U.S. to replace that facility if the, is it more efficient for them borrowing the money here in the U.S. versus the parent borrowing elsewhere and bringing the money to the U.S. later. So this is the analysis we'll be doing on a case-by-case basis. Well, Learte, I've known you for several years, and I know how much uh, value you bring to those conversations. And so I'm, I'm really excited to have you a part of the team now uh, at Regions Bank here. But also at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that we had another superstar here with us, Jesse Riveron from our Global Trade Finance Group. So, Jesse, welcome. I mentioned early on, Jesse is, is such a subject matter expert. He's got 25 years experience in the business. He joined Regions Bank about 11 months ago, I believe. And so, Jesse, as you know, we're, we're in a building phase here. And so a lot of our coverage team, each day they're out prospecting and, and meeting with clients, but there's a lot of prospecting going on. And so what's been the most surprising thing to you 
since coming to regions about our coverage model and our go-to-market model? Well, a number of things, John, and I would start by saying that the global trade finance practice or specialty at uh, Regions Bank is one that is over 100 years in the making. So that, to me, was a compelling uh, reason to, uh, to join Regions. Uh, I think Regions is in a very unique uh, space uh, in terms of the companies and industries that it pursues uh, that uh, uh, competes very effectively in. Uh, we've had much success in a short period of time when partnering precisely with members of your team, commercial bankers, also corporate bankers in um, Houston and in other markets uh, that I cover and, and, and partner in. I am impressed, continue to see the efficiency and expediency with which decisions are made. The services suite uh, that we offer, whether traditional trade finance, which would be, generally speaking, uh, the subjects of like letters of credit, documentary collections, things of that sort. But on the financing side, our use of export uh, agency credits or export agency support, like the United States Export-Import Bank, the SBA's Export Working Capital Program, and our ability to quickly and effectively go to market, present that capability as, you know, could be found in a money center bank, but, you know, this is, you know, at the supra-regional bank level, truly offering global trade finance solutions that uh, you would find in uh, in that larger banking segment, if you will. So it's been a lot of fun. I look forward to continuing uh, with the success with the pipelines that we're building. So, Jesse, yeah, I think that there are just a, a tremendous amount of opportunities here. And I think, as you have shared with me when you've been out meeting with clients and prospective clients, so are you getting the same questions that I often have of, uh, you know, what are you capable of? Or And then when, you, when I share that with them, they're like, oh, I had no idea that Regents Bank had those capabilities around global trade finance. To a degree. But there's been an awful lot of promotional effort here, you know, uh, representing the bank and di- the different organizations. Uh, some were mentioned earlier, the Greater Houston Partnership. If you will, you know, beyond visibility, beyond that promotional effort in a uh, corporate socializing sort of way, you know, it's an educational process that can be overcome re- relatively easily. In other words, if you haven't heard that Regions has XYZ capability, in this case, the global trade finance capability, will now be informed. That is, uh, that's a message that, that I convey, that I share in the market with prospects, with you know, existing clients. Have you, you know, we all hear about supply chain challenges, problems, shortages. Uh, are there examples you can give me where you've been able to ease some stress points with sure. a particular company? Sure, I'm happy to, John. So I make the distinction between physical supply chains and financial supply chains. Both are correlated. Both go hand in hand because there's capital deployment within a physical supply chain. So the delays around physical supply chains are the outcome of the pandemic, the outcome of a shortage of truck drivers in the United States of 150,000, I believe, the shortage of chassis to move cargo around throughout the different portuary, you know, gateway, you know, market cities. Uh, so that that impacts the the physical supply chain. On the financial supply chain, there are solutions that we propose, some conventional, some not so conventional. I'm referring to the conventional side, the use of letters of credit with terms such that allow a company 
that uh, opportunity to receive their merchandise without maybe paying for it. Okay, so the use of a letter of credit and its intricacies and and fine points and how those should be structured such to allow, again, the optimum use of working capital is uh, something I advise and uh, have had some success with. The other, not so conventional, is the use of supply chain finance, specifically, in our case, the supplier discount program. A way to extend payables to, again, optimize the use of working capital while keeping a vendor, you know, happy, if you will, and uh, provide the vendor with the opportunity to still collect within their expected terms. These are very general descriptions of solutions around supply chains, again, making that distinction between the physical supply chain and the financial supply chain. Well, I know we've had some success and have some good stories to talk about. You know, Learte mentioned, you know, partnering with commercial bankers, partnering with corporate bankers. And I know you're doing the same thing and have had some really good inroads and success stories to tell. What are the ideal global trade finance candidates? Those companies that clearly import or export, uh, companies that would have annual revenues in the range of, let's just say, upwards of, to 20, 25 million dollars up into 2 billion. Those would be covered by our different segments, certainly the middle market segment, corporate segment, corporate banking segment, pardon. And uh, uh, within those, we will find import or export related nexuses. Many of those companies have both the import and the export. So we would find that our suite of solutions you know, would fit one or the other. When you're out meeting with clients, there's so many different questions and topics that you may want to talk about related to global trade finance. There could be others if you're partnering with, for example, Learte on a foreign subsidiary company here in the U.S. How do you determine if this is the right candidate for Regions Bank? If it is a company that perhaps has not paid attention to the current solutions offered by a competitor, and I'll make the assumption the competitor could be a money center bank. U.S. subsidiaries of foreign companies are often banked by money center banks because of their global presence, branches outside the U.S. But by not paying attention, and that's the case many times, to what they're being offered, what they're paying for those services, gives an opportunity to be advisory and maybe initially in a non-compromising way offer to take a look and ask for the opportunity to make a proposal likely for the same, very same solution, but with more uh, maybe precise, current structuring ideas and priced uh, effectively and in a compelling way to, to attract the opportunity to be mandated. So you get to a point where you want to ask for that business, but what are typical discovery questions that someone might ask first time they're meeting with a particular company? How deeply do you explore, evaluate, analyze a supply source? When you're looking at the supplies that you need for your different inventory needs, different countries, how well do you wish to know that prospective vendor? And even if it's an existing vendor, how well do you know that vendor? You know, that's a deep, very broad discussion, conversation, and should be. What is the financial condition of that particular vendor? Might that vendor be a company significantly larger than you as a U.S. importer? Dynamics that are important to recognize uh, to see two things. Okay? That supplier's ability to produce 
and deliver to you the products that you wish to buy. So it's a conversation in and of itself. But within that, what are the trade terms? When do you need to pay for that? Do you need to make a down payment? Do you need to prepay for the entire order before it's even produced? So the advisor around that can take different directions or can be holistic. You know, you identify maybe the right supply source. Let's talk about the trade terms. Let's talk about what's best for you uh, as well as your vendor. Want to be agnostic to an extent. Make sure the supply chains occur, occur effectively. You get what you want. You pay the way you should, again, with the best preservation model of your working capital and not pay in advance if possible and allow that vendor to receive payment. This is about settlement of payments, settlement of trade transactions. This is about risk mitigation on a cross-border basis. So you really get into, if I'm hearing you right, get into a conversation around working capital management. How can you optimize that forum on the payable side, on the receivable side, and you offer solutions for that through various global trade products? That's true. I think that the extent to which payables can be extended and the extent to which receivables can be reduced would lead to a better, often better, working capital management model. And there's a way to do this without disrupting relationships with either your clients, which would be on the receivable side, or with your vendors, which would be on the concurrent side of this, which would be the payable side. There are solutions for each. Well, thank you both for that. As I mentioned, we, we have two superstars here in their respective businesses. And, and Learte, I'll start with you. You know, international subsidiary banking with foreign subsidiaries operating here in the U.S. of foreign parent companies. How do you envision working with Global Trade Finance and how there's some synergies there between the two groups? Because in my mind, I think there's a lot. Yes, uh, one of the best ways that we uh, collaborate with each other is to understand the activities of the foreign subsidiary doing business here. Many of the investments that came to the U.S. are companies that want to produce here and cover Latin America. So they are exporting to Latin America from here, and this is an opportunity to advise them on the trade solutions that our uh, global trade finance group uh, can provide. This is, I envision, a very good way to partner with that group. And Jesse, what would you add to that? On Just from your perspective, you have to be really excited about Learte and his team getting the International Subsidiary Banking Specialty Group up and running, because I think that's just another source of good business for you. Totally agree. Totally agree. It's another source of business. It's a world of, uh, of companies out there in, in any number of industry verticals and um, trading. Again, uh, this is international trade, you know, the exchange of merchandise, right, by a vendor, or buyer. Many of those companies, these are the subsidiaries, uh, would need solutions within that group of solutions that I addressed earlier, traditional solutions as well as even financing solutions. So yeah, it opens a, a very broad new market and opportunity for, for Regents Bank. Yeah, yeah, very, very exciting. Well, we're, we're near the end. Uh, anything in closing, Learte, from you? So uh, we are finalizing, putting together, uh, building the team, putting together the, the, the resources that we want to have in, in the markets. Particularly in Houston, we see a tremendous opportunity, uh, as we discussed it, uh, earlier. And what we really want is to add value to the customer, to 
add values that other banks today are not offering. And this is uh, the partnership that we have with the domestic bankers, the, the co commercial bankers and corporate bankers, GTF teams, our, our friends from risk management, from foreign exchange, all this are um, a suite of products that we really want to participate. And Jesse, how about you? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I see a deeper and broader international capability, if you will, within Regions Bank. Uh, I think the uh, presence of both groups, again, combined and under the uh, overarching Treasury management uh, leadership, makes uh, great sense. Uh, it, again, it, it just confirms and attests to the interest to represent an international capability within the firm. Well, I know that our Houston team is so excited to have you both here on board with us, uh, engaged today with clients and prospects. And, you know, we're in such a growth mode here. So this is just a, another opportunity, a fantastic opportunity to add more logos to the book of business and keep moving Regions Bank Houston forward. So thank you both for being here today. Really appreciate it. Uh, you took some time out of your busy schedules. Uh, I know you're both busy, so thank you so much. I want to thank our listeners to Regions Business Radio Houston, presented by Regions Bank, member of the FDIC. And you can enjoy any of these episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com and selecting the Houston studio and then click on Regions Business Radio. Other options are iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcast. But please be sure to subscribe to this program so you don't miss out on any future episodes. We have some great ones coming up. So friends, I'm John Stacy. You've been listening to Regions Business Radio Houston on Business Radio X. Have a great day. Regions Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All Regions products and services are subject to qualification requirements, terms, conditions, fees, and credit approval. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be accounting, legal, tax, investment, or financial advice. Regions believes this information to be accurate when recorded, but it cannot ensure that it will remain up to date. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation. The information should not be construed as a recommendation of a specific course of action for any individual or business.